Welcome to Winning in the Workplace, where we help executives, managers, and supervisors become better leaders individually and across departments and create strong collaborative teams. Hi, everybody. My name is Maury Fulkes. Thank you so much for joining me. This is my podcast, Winning in the Workplace. You can find me on winningintheworkplacepodcast.com. But before we get started, I want to invite you to please visit my website at mauricetraining.com. There you can download my two books and register yourself and your leadership team to my 12-week course on how to get out of storming and how to become a much more stronger and more collaborative team. All right, today we have a really good show. I'm happy to have once again with me my dear friend, David Day in studio. We're going to talk about a new normal. Unfortunately, it's become a very common new normal. And I'm calling it a new normal, not because I'm in favor of it, is because we're having to tolerate it. It's become a new normal that we're facing everywhere. And that is the reality of bad customer service from retail to restaurants, even from establishments that once were proud beacons of customer excellence, it's just no longer the case. We used to be able to rattle off the names of companies that were great examples of customer service, but again, that's just not the case anymore. So what happened? And more importantly, how are we going to get out of this? Last week, David and I had a really good discussion that I want to share with you on how core and how important this issue is, perhaps because we've lost the sense of customer service we now need to relook at it a little differently. Actually, we we are we do need to look at it very differently if we are going to recover it in our businesses and our teams and in our basically in our industry and in our company experience. All right, let's get started again. Thank thank you for joining us, uh, David. Uh, good to have you on the show. Let's get started. The big picture for customer service would be thinking in terms of the company, what the company culture is like, and how customer service is part of the company culture. That is a, an absolute necessity for long-term success in customer service, for being known for customer service. Right. It has to be a part of the company culture. So that's the big picture. How do you instill that into the culture? How do you develop that? How do you train your people and all those kind of things? How do you have a customer service mindset within the company? But there's also pieces of customer service that are more tactile for the employee, for every employee. What does that actually look like? Okay, so you've got your culture. You've got a. So how do you build it? What do you? How? What? What are you training them to do? What does that actually look like? You know. And then there's the other part of customer service is the whole why. You know, does it actually help? Is, is it worth the investment? What is the ROI of customer service? All those things go into a day long workshop that that I've sort of outlined and created for for anybody that's interested in developing customer service in their company and making a difference with customer service. It's very, very clear when you do the just a little bit of searching online, which companies do the, make the most money, which companies have the most loyalty, which ha- companies enjoy the most longevity. It's companies that serve their customers well and they're known for it. You have an entire career of advertising. And- right. Telling Brandon stories. And so spend 30, 40 seconds telling me why with that experience, you're legit to speak to customer service from the text that the way that people see and feel customer service is a, it is that branding thing. And so you've learned that from your advertising, you have to go speak to customer service. That is the first step where everyone experiences the branding. You said the right word is experience. So on the external, you've got advertising and marketing, and that's the external piece. That's what everybody's talking about. That's how we describe our company to the world. That's how we display our company. Our brand is the exterior imagery 
It's everything people think or feel when they see or hear your name. That's what a brand is. That's the external piece. The internal piece is the culture. That's what really goes on when nobody else is looking. Over here, the brand, you're putting on the show. You're putting on the dog. You're dressing it up to go out. Over here, it's Friday night and movie night. You know, it's like what's really going on when nobody else is looking, right? Now, when those two things are integrated, when they're the same, when you're really who you say you are, when when you say that these these things are going on, when you say you're a great company and you actually are a great company, you have that integrated message, and that's what makes all the difference in the world for companies to go the distance, right? right. Yeah, I met with a group last week where I made similar comments regarding managers and retention. And I said, if we don't, we have to make some promises that our managers are going to show a certain level of care and a certain level of follow-up and a certain level of development. And one of the people in the in the course says, well, somebody better tell the, the recruiters to say that. Okay. You know? And then one gal said, yeah, but once the recruiters start saying that, if the HR department is saying that to candidates, then those managers better follow through. And they better do it. I I said, yeah, they better do it. And then I use the example. I said, it's no different than a billboard promising that I'm a certain culture. And then I experienced that on the first day at work, only to realize they don't believe this. Although I was applying it to management and recruiting, you're applying, you're making the same connection between advertising and customer service. That's why customer service has to be the proof of the pudding. Yes? Your customer service is the mechanism which delivers the brand promise. So when you're out there, I can sell poop on a stick uh, if I'm a great salesman. I can tell everybody I sell it if I'm a great salesman. I can sell anything. But all it takes is one bite and they'll figure it out. This okay. guy is full of you know what. And the first time that people test or experience to see if the advertising is real is customer service. Which That's is right. Why- so that way, if I know that it, the advertising got me and then I experience customer service, there's a connection of, oh, wow, okay, then what's happening behind the scenes has got to be more real because customer service is there. Exactly. And that's what's so exciting. The bar is incredibly low on customer service. All you have to do is what you said you were going to do. It's like you advertise if you're out there advertising at one of your unique selling propositions, one of the brand values that you, you communicate, brand attributes that you communicate is that, is that you're fast, you're quick serve, you're, you'll be there in an hour or whatever it might be. And you actually are. It's very simple. It's not difficult to actually do what you say you're going to do as long as you advertise and market a realistic message. I was helping a sales team and it was an HVAC company. And they were trying to figure out how to sell better. And so I said, well, promises are you making? What's your advertising saying? And they realized that there was a big con- disconnect. Okay. Mm-hmm. So come up with something that you guys could really wow, wow the client. And there's, whereas one sales manager said, yeah, but we're not advertising agents. Then the other salesperson said, no, but but we know what we gripe about all the time. And I think one of those is we promise to clean after ourselves so that around the air conditioner, whether outside or up in your attic, you'll never know we were there. And man, the minute he said that, they it connected. And one of them said, I'm going to go talk to marketing about that. And the other guy said, I'll go talk to the technicians about that. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they put it that together. 
at the end of the day, it lives in customer service. That's how the customer feels it. These technicians come out here and they provide great service and look how they clean after themselves. You see, that's the connection. I understand that that's the connection you're making. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's an integrated message that company is communicating. It's integrated externally and internally. And therefore, they have integrity. Instead of saying that they're going to do something just to get customers in and then they, they're lackadaisical in the experience piece, they're basically lying to their customers just to get them in the door. If they actually perform, then they're being, they have integrity. They're saying, we will take care of your home and you'll never know we're there. And then when they experience it, they go, wow, that was phen- phenomenal. They actually, I didn't know, it, there was no evidence that they'd even been here. You know, that that's an integrated message that you're telling the customer. We as human beings, when we have that integrated message, when we're told something and it comes true, it fits into our psyche and it finishes, it completes the cycle in our brain, in our limbic brain, it causes an emotional reaction that says, I like this. And once that happens, you have an emotional relationship with a customer, and that's very hard to break. And that builds customer loyalty. So the reality of advertising, or no, the promise of advertising, and the reality of my technicians providing the service, really, they both of these meet at customer service. I would say maybe a better way to put that is the brand promise needs to be equal to the customer experience. Got it. Okay. okay. If the customer and the customer experience is everything. The customer service is part of customer experience. Customer experience is first contact all the way to just before the next time they call you. It's everything. It includes the marketing, it includes the billing, it includes every bit of communication, it includes how people feel about what they're doing. It includes your sales funnel. All of that is customer experience. Customer service is the boots on the ground interaction with the customer. So if you're an advertising agent and you want your campaign to be successful, you have to go check out the customer experience to make sure the branding promise is being backed up. It better be real by how what's happening. Is that correct? You have just joined the elite 1% who really get what advertising is about, Maurice. That makes a lot of sense. And to be honest with you, for the first time, it makes sense. Then let's reverse engineer that. We Mm -hmm. could say that how about can we say this is that if I'm working on customer service and we're going to Febreze our customer service, then we can take that reality and got to make sure that marketing is telling that story. Absolutely. So basically wherever you start, and that's why you an advertising agent have been speaking now for years on customer service because customer service is simply the back end of the advertising promise. Exactly. And here's the dirty little secret. I'll put it this way. The dirty little secret in the advertising business is this. Advertising is simple. When you're a great company, all you have to do is tell the truth. If you're not a great company, you got to spin it and you got to outshout your competition and you have to do more and more and more, come up with flavors of the month and all these different things that cost a lot of money and may or may not work. And all of it, your competition can duplicate. But if you're truly a great company and you actually live by the customer experience and developing that, then their marketing becomes very easy. All you have to do is tell the truth. A company that does the first model that basically we're not going to tell the truth, we're just simply going to spend money on advertising to offset what that is doable. You're just going to throw money at it. I mean, and then, but if you go the second route, you're probably spending less money being more effective because it matches. 
Exactly. And and all you have to do is tell the truth. So you're not trying to come up with flavors of the month and all this kind of thing. You're majoring on one thing that you know that you do really well in your marketing and advertising. Your point of differentiation is experienced every day within the company. And so it becomes very easy. And your customers become your best evangelists. Your best advocates out there are your customers because, again, it connects the dot. When the customer says, I think I'm going to use this company because they said X, then they use the company and X is actually true. It closes the gap for them. And they're like, wow, I love it. Fantastic service. Again, the bar is very low. And all we have to do is deliver on our brand promise. Now, it seems very hard. I mean, it seems like it's a very simple concept, but how do you develop a brand promise? How do you make sure that everybody in your company follows through on the brand promise? Who is involved and who is included in delivering that brand promise? How often should they do it? How do you connect all of those dots internally so that you can market it externally and get the kind of business that you need to be profitable? All of those things are growth or business growth challenges that we have to come up with, that we have to work through and develop a strategy for. So from a management aspect, there's a lot of different hows, but if it's okay with you, if I could just go chase this rabbit for just a minute, is first we've got to deal with the where. Where does that happen? Because in most companies, the attempt for marketing to be successful at this usually happens within a silo of marketing, advertising, and the executives talking. And they make these decisions, they create these campaigns, they're making brand promises, they're hoping customer service. But there, at customer service falls in the area of the managers who handle the different departments, who are in charge of providing the reality of what we're promising. But very rarely does the marketing advertising team and the executives go and sit with the managers and have a combined conversation over certain weeks to kind of hash it out and say, okay, does everybody understand the brand promises we're about to make? Does everybody realize what this means with you? And ultimately, at the end of the day, when the decisions are made, do we have it with everyone's support? And are we all going to back this up? Because we're about to spend $82,000 in this campaign, and I want everybody to be fully behind this. Usually, companies don't have that meeting or those conversations with the managers, and there's no buy-in. And you know what that meeting is, and that conversation is, and on all that discussion is? Culture. That's culture development. That's what's going on internally. That's how you build okay. a culture. Okay. You're building yeah. a company culture that delivers the brand promise. And it happens even internally without a customer. They're doing the work internally, even without a customer. They're, they're, they're living by the values that they create, and they're exhibiting the behaviors that de- demonstrate those values internally with or without a customer. And then they go and advertise their, their point of differentiation. It might be speed or quality or some of those things which are very ethereal and don't mean much. But The point is, whatever they decide to advertise and then they deliver on that, it just becomes a natural part of the company and the company, everything works in an integrated fashion. Companies that have that kind of integrity, who actually are great companies, and then they advertise instead of saying, hey, come buy our product and we'll figure out how to make it work, which is most companies, honestly. they have Those companies are going to struggle, but the companies that figure it out first and then advertise, they go the distance. It's not difficult for them. And they hire better and they onboard better and people come into the fold and they get the picture better. Otherwise, you're completely dependent. If you don't have that culture strategy going on, 
you're completely and you're doing it independently with every new hire, you're completely dependent upon that new hire's personality to deliver good customer service. You can hold up an explanation and say, oh, we want to be nice to customers. Well, that means something different to every employee. Let's define what nice is and let's do that. Let's measure it, coach it, reward it. That's culture. I want to bring it a little bit to application, okay, so that our listeners and anybody taking this course can say, all right, well, how does this apply to me? If If I'm a hospital and I want to improve customer service, you know, let's think of a hospital that's got 200 people. There's at least 10 different departments. Those 10 managers can learn these concepts of customer service. And then we have to go teach these concepts to the team leaders or possibly all 100 people, right? So, all right. So they go through this training. Now you can take that same training and those same values that that hospital agreed for their customer service and tell that story to the marketing team and they can build campaigns around that. This is how it can be leveraged. Is that, am I, am I, am I understanding how a company can take this concept because I think a lot of companies think, oh, customer service, I don't, I don't want to invest in that because they don't see the connection. That if I invest in customer service and then I take those value promises that we're agreeing to internally, I can, I don't have to start from scratch to go create a campaign. I've actually created the content for the campaign. Now I'm not going to spend so much time creating it. We we just did it at customer service. Now the marketing team's got something to create a campaign from. And that's how you tie the two and you leverage your marketing dollars. I'm trying to give our audience, your students, a practical way of realizing that if you invest in one, you can quickly turn that around and monetize it by bringing in your marketing team after that. Your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. What is the number one question that most ad agencies or marketing people are going to ask when they encounter a client for the first time? Tell me about your company. How are you different? Okay. So they're really looking at how do I make you stand out, right? And so if you're working on that internally and you've already solved some of those issues, because really it's not about your competition. Like Simon Sinek says, let's play the infinite game, right? Let's become the best we can be at the game that we play. We're not worried about competing with anyone. We're worried about becoming the best, the best company that we can be in our segment of the marketplace so that it's undeniable that people want to do business with us. We eliminate all the reasons why you shouldn't do business with us through building the right culture. And then all we simply do is advertise it. So yes, you short circuit a lot of, a lot of problems. You, you avoid a lot of problems and a lot of throwing spaghetti up against the wall, kind of let's try this, let's guess in the advertising world, which honestly is why I'm, I'm more of a coach and consultant today than, than a full service agency, because as a full service agency, we do a lot of pretty pictures and a lot of graphics and a lot of cool stuff that we win awards for, but does it really help the client? The question is, what does the client need to be a better company and to get more business and to grow? And okay. here's what's really exciting. And I'll leave you with this, Maurice. What's really exciting about this whole process is if you go through this exercise and really begin to build your culture around customer service, Everybody in the company grows personally as well, because customer service at its heart is others focused. It's focused on somebody else. And what I teach it, what I'd like to communicate with my clients is in order to be really good at customer service, you have to be a hog, an H-O-G. You have to have a heart of gratitude. When you have a heart of gratitude and you're a hog, 
then you want to give and you want to serve. And it's all based on respect. And I have R-E-S-P-E-C-T, the Aretha Franklin version of what that looks like. And we can talk about that next time, but R-E-S-P-E-C-T, all those are the seven elements. That's R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Yeah, seven elements of great customer service. We can talk about that next time. So those will be the upcoming modules in this course, right? Yeah, right. All right, so do me a favor, wrap this up for me. And by that, give me one, two, three, fours based on what we talked about, okay? What are the biggest takeaways? Give me the three or four takeaways from the last 17 minutes we've been talking about so that everyone listening to us can say, oh yeah, oh yeah. And then if they only have three minutes to share with somebody else, they can show them this last three, four talking points that we just talked about. Can you summarize? Yeah. Customer service is a part of the customer experience, the overall customer experience, right? Customer service is the actual actions that we take and that we do it by design. It's created by design, the actions that we take when we interface with customers. Determining what those things are is a part of your company culture. Developing a culture of customer service is absolutely necessary in order to do great customer service. And here's the, remember I talked about the dirty little secret in advertising. The marketing piece takes care of itself. It's not like you don't have to do any work on it, but the dirty little secret is when you're a great company and have a great culture and you do a great job internally, all you have to do is tell the truth. That's your advertising campaign. You communicate very clearly who you are and what you do. And you're scratching the itch of the customer on the other side because you've already done your homework to know what they need. When we treat customers well, we're really good at customer service. We close the gap in their mind about what we've told them and their experience. And that lights up their limbic brain and creates an emotional connection of loyalty with the customer. That's how companies grow. If you can't do that, you're going to struggle always to find that connection. And what we want to do is avoid that. We want to grow naturally. And this is the way to do that by building culture of customer service. What do you foresee could be the next step? What do you think the next 15 minutes could be about? That the people go, okay, well, what's next? What, what's, yeah. When I click on the next module, where, where are we yeah. going to go? So Maurice, the next step for a company, for anyone that's listening or watching this, I think the next step is, your question would be, how do I build a culture of customer service? What are the things that I need to do to make that happen? Can I use what I've already got? Do I have to start from scratch? What are those elements? Is there a plan and a strategy already in existence or is it one-off? Those are the questions we can answer in our next series, in our next in our next discussion, because there are certainly some fantastic tools that we can use. But being others-focused, developing a culture of customer service is really one of the most fun things you can do as a business owner or business leader. It's really exciting to do. And if we do it right, Everybody at the end of the day is raring to go and they cannot wait to apply those, those great, issues man. and those items. That's great. All right, give us your contact information so that you can reach. Uh, thedaygroup.com is the best way to reach me. I've got all my contact info on my website, just thedaygroup.com. That's the easiest and best way to do it. All right, perfect. Thank you, David. Great job. I learned a ton. I'm sure everybody did too. And I'm, I look forward to hearing the next module. Awesome. Thanks, Maurice. All right. So everybody, I hope you got a ton out of that. I've known David for years and every single time I talk to him, it's like, okay, wow, that's how it's done. So my biggest takeaway is how much at the core of everything that we train here and that I train, management, leadership, alignment, all that 
is kind of like the outer circles, but at the very core, at the very center, it is that customer service experience. Because like David said, everybody has to buy into it from a, a heart of gratitude. I love that. That hog thing was just a grand slam. So I'm excited. I want to hear the rest. I know you do too. But we're going to continue this with David soon uh, on another on another segment. And in the meantime, reach out to him. Anyway, we can help you join us here. Thank you guys. Join me on, on my podcast, winning at the workplacepodcast.com. Uh, reach out to David. If you want to be on the show, go to the website. And guys, as always, alignment is creating everybody being on the same page. And boy, he knocked that out of the park without even saying all that. By doing these things is what we promise you because of experience to tell you that you and your team can win in the workplace. Thank you guys for joining us. Be back next week at Winning in the Workplace. You guys have a great weekend. 